folding pocket. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. You enjoy it now. Hello, we're back in the garden on the Fast and the Curious. Greg, you're on the phones. Who have we got? Okay, welcome back to the F1 phone-in. We've had some wonderful callers so far. No race this weekend, but we're getting racy phone calls. Isn't that right, Christian? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, we are getting phone calls about racing. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, sure. So, (laughs) sure. Let's dive dive back in. Let's dive back into the calls. On the line. Hello. Hello, you're on the F1 phone-in. Who's this? Ellie. 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 Hey, Ellie. How are you? Hi, yeah. I'm okay, thank you. We're in the garden. We're having a lovely afternoon. No, I was going to say, I hope that's gin and like It's not. It's water. Yeah. Um, I'll get you a wine. Do you want gin? Wine? Beer? I'm all right. Oh, thank you. Come on, yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you have a chat with Ellie and I'll get some drinks? Uh, well, <laughs> said it is a joke and he's actually off yeah. now to get drinks. Gin? Yeah, that'd be lovely. Thank you. Could I? Yeah, I'll have a gin, gin. please. Thank you. A beer. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie said, I hope that's gin, and now he's actually gone to get gin. He's a very good host, Ellie. He really is. Well, there you are. There you go. I'm glad to have facilitated that from far away. Ellie, I seem to remember you were one of our very early callers, really at the start of the season, and you were just getting into F1, right? Yes, correct. So I'm therefore keen to know, how have you found it? Um, it's mad, isn't it? That's my three-word summary. <laughs> <laughs> it is very mad. Are you enjoying it, though? Yes, I actually enjoyed it. It's been quite stressful at points, but I think as someone who still doesn't really care for sports, it's something I can watch with an air of detachment. Yeah. What do you find stressful about it? There's just so many moving parts to it, which I think is why I also find it fascinating. Like, there's not only drivers, there's constructed, there's all the, like, off-grid drama. Um, there's, you know, George Russell creating holes in Max Verstappen's car. There's just always something going on, isn't there? <laughs> oh, there's always some drama, yeah. And But this is what I love, that for so many years I could never get that across to people. Like, there's so much drama, there's all the politics, there's all the characters. But people get that now, it's brilliant. And I love that that's what's got you into it, Ellie. You watch it with yeah, your husband as well, don't you, Ellie? Is that right? Yes, yeah, we did, we did a watch party for Australia, so we got up really early. Um, and yeah, we've done, we've watched them all together. Oh, amazing. Absolutely love it. Ellie, do you have any questions you wanted to throw our way now you've had a few races under your belt? Yeah. My question is, can it, can you change the seat in an F1 car like you can in a Skoda Fabia? That's my question. Because I was thinking about like reserve drivers. There's 10 centimetres difference between Mick Schumacher and George Russell. I Googled this, but I just noticed. Um, so but surely the cars are built within an inch of their lives to suit the driver. So how is Mick Schumacher going to drive George Russell's car if he needs to? Great question. It's a really good question. And it came up when, in 2020, L- Lewis Hamilton had COVID and George Russell filled in for what I think was the Sakia Grand Prix. George is much taller than Lewis. So there are things you can do in terms of moving the seat backwards and forwards. It has to be unscrewed. It doesn't just slide. So there's elements that you can unscrew the car. But George was crammed in. He was even Mm. wearing smaller race boots than his feet were (laughs) to try and literally cram him in. So you can move seat positions to an extent, but but it's only a certain window you've got. And then drivers have to have seat fittings. So recently there was room there was talk of Daniel Ricardo having a seat fitting at Alpha Towery. People got very excited thinking, well, could it be because he's coming back to racing? Whereas that's not the case. But what it is is that if, for example, an Alpha Towery driver like Nick DeVries or Yuki Sonoda got ill, 
there will be a Daniel Ricciardo fitted seat ready to go because he's one of reserve, Red Bull's reserve drivers and obviously Alpha Tauri Red Bull owned so that Daniel could slot in. So they have to have specific seat fittings for the drivers and then they can move them to an extent, but it takes a lot of sort of jiggery-pokery from the teams to move it round. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that makes sense. My follow-up question is, did George Russell seem tall when you met him? Because when I was Googling all these fights, I can't believe how short Daniel Ricciardo is about how tall George Russell is compared to what I thought on the TV. George Russell has really long legs, doesn't he? He's all legs. He's all... I, 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 am, I am not a tall man, Ellie. I'm five foot No. Nine. And there are two people who I see who always make me feel ridiculously small. George Russell is one of them. I've got pictures when I've interviewed him where I just look ridiculous. And the other is <laughs> the other is Greg James. Every time I see mm. Greg, I give him a hug. And he is such a tall man yeah. that he's still getting drinks, by the way. He's bought producer Jimmy his beer and he's bought Betty a I did, I did see a phantom arm appearance a on phantom the screen, so appearance. I assumed he was still around here. There you go. <laughs> and now he's back with a gel. Thank you. You are lovely. I was just saying that um, Ellie asked me if George Russell is as tall as he seems. I'm saying you and George Russell are the two people that make me feel really small because <laughs> you are very tall men. Yeah, he is tall for a Formula One driver, isn't he? He's, and by the way, cheers, by the way. Cheers, everyone. Yeah, cheers. 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 Cheers, Ellie. Cheers, Ellie. Cheers. cheers. I hope you've got something in that mug that's nice. It's, yeah, it's tea. I'm, I mean, not unfortunately, it's not gin. It's a great question like that, Ellie. Really it's a really good, good question. I, I hadn't really thought about having to squeeze into somebody else's car in yeah. that way. It's a bit like... When I used to share my mate's car, and he's tiny, and I'd be in there, and you suddenly your face is against the steering wheel. Your legs must have been wrapped around your shoulders. That was like <laughs> mad, like a cartoon. Yeah. Um, Ellie, lovely to talk to you again. I really hope you continue to enjoy and love F1. It's brilliant. I mean, I, we said this at the time, but Ellie said in one of her first messages to us that a big part of the reason she got into F1 was because of this podcast. And that blows I my mind. I that. just love it. So thank you so much, Ellie, and I hope it, F1 continues to entertain you. Oh, fab. Thanks so much, guys. It's lovely to chat to you. Thanks, Ellie. And thanks for getting Greg to get us a drink. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> thanks, Ellie. Bye. <laughs> well, what a lovely fun phone-in. Let's do another call. Thank you for this gin, by the way. It's lovely. Yeah, nice. It's, it's what gin is it? Very nice. Well, well. I'm pleased you asked, actually. Oh, you haven't made it yourself, This is you? the first time that um, the gin that uh, we've made has made it onto a podcast. Oh. This is, this is a, a drop of Go Well Gin. Oh, it's genuinely lovely. And I'm not, I didn't, right, I didn't know that. That wasn't set up so Greg could plug his new gin. Mm. When do you sleep? Podcast and gin. I didn't make the gin. This was was a charity thing we started in in lockdown for the the Tailenders podcast. And it's uh, the the Go Well Fund is a charity thing we've done. And uh, there's a distillery in Burnley called Batch who decided to help us out and make a Go Well gin. Well, that's going down very well, I can tell you that. that. Delicious, isn't it? Yeah. So the idea is you say go well and you say cheers afterwards. Which I've... And so many people picked up on this in Miami weekend because in the pen, I talked about this on the Miami Review podcast where they bring the drivers round and you sort of chat to them. I find myself saying at the end, go well to them. Yeah. This is spreading. I just found myself going, go well. I think, God, Greg's probably having an impact on me. But it's a sports (laughs) thing. It came from, so I nicked it from sports people. Yeah. Because you'll you'll know they don't like saying good luck. It's a superstition thing. So I just noticed that they start, everyone went, go well. And it would always be, cheers. So that's that's what came from there. Well, I wasn't even doing it to be like, oh, I... I work on a Greg James podcast <laughs> and it's Greg's I Don't just worry. I just genuinely found myself saying it. Everything all right? I'm loving it at the moment. Has it gone warm? Got a nice gin? No, it's not gone warm. It's a strong gin. I did. I it is did. very strong. I'm it's not going to lie. A bit too, too much. It's, it's a tonic. No, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Tonic? It's just Could strong. I have a bit of tonic? Yes, yeah, sure. right, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, right, there we go. So Bessie's got a tonic top up. 
and we can go back to the phones. Okay, and let's see who we've got. Hi. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Who's there? Thank you. This is Misha. Misha, welcome to the Fast and the Curious, the F1 phone-in with an F. You're on with me, with Betty, and with Christian. Hi, Hi Misha. Hi, guys. This is coming. Loving the podcast. Oh, thank you. This is coming live and direct from Greg's Garden. I was just going to say, where are we? It looks very nice there out in the sunshine. It's lovely. It's gorgeous. We've got a nice spring day in the UK. I know, quite the setup. Misha, I love your voice. Whereabouts in the world are you from? Um, I am Australian. I'm from Perth, that's, WA. That's made Greg and producer Jimmy laugh a lot, that has. What, have I done something wrong? Well, if, if you weren't a homosexual... Right, it sounded so predatory. I Did love it? your voice. Hello, Misha. I love your voice. <laughs> Misha, can I the apology? I didn't feel. I didn't feel the predatory at all. Thank I took you. the compliment. I just thought you got a lovely voice. Thanks, babes. I'll take it. No, it's not, not a problem at all. You have a great broadcasting voice. <laughs> yeah. It oh, so it's all right when you say. <laughs> <laughs> I kept it professional. Okay, fine. Sorry, sorry for being. I have been told I have a voice for radio, so I'll take that. Yeah, yeah take it. Absolutely. You definitely do. So, Misha, how can we help on today's F one phone in? Oh, I just called in for a bit of a chat, really. To be honest, Great. I'm a new. I'm a new fan. So I'm sort of don't really have anyone to chat about Formula One with, to be honest, because oh. none of my friends are really into it. And uh, yeah, so you guys have been like my little pseudo friends that I listen to every week to sort of get a bit more involved. I love that. You said, um, I think you like spoke a little bit to our producer, Jimmy, before you came yeah. on. And you said that your husband thought that this was just going to be a phase, but it's not. Yeah. So you're no, I mean, I'm fully in. I mean, I started, I think like a lot of new fans, I started watching Drive to Survive and just got absolutely hooked. I think once you understand kind of not just, it's not just about first and second place. It's also about like fifth and sixth. And there's all this sort of, you know, stuff that goes on in the background. And yeah, I, I just got really into it and started watching the Grand Prix. And I think my husband thought that it would be like a cute little phase that I'd get out of. He was like, oh, you're into sport. Cute. You'll get over it. But I didn't. And it's been almost a year and a half now. And I just love it. I love doing this podcast, right, for so many reasons. But as someone who spent their like entire childhood and growing up into my teenage years banging on about this, hearing people like Misha <laughs> say this, like, oh, I love the characters and stuff. I'm like, yes, this, people get it. It's brilliant. Who's your yeah, favourite totally. driver? Uh, I mean, he's not on the grid this season, but I think as an Aussie and a Perth native, it just has to be Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. You know, I grew up around the corner from him. My brother went to the same school as him. Hang, and... on, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. You grew up around the corner from Daniel Ricciardo. You can't casually drop that in and move well, on. Well, listen, listen, listen. When you're from Perth, it's basically like a big country town so you can say you grew up around the corner from someone i'm not sure as the crow flies well, i mean it's definitely my brother went to the same high school so it's see, that's, definitely that's cool so did your brother know him very well no it's a it's a big age gap so wouldn't have cross paths but uh i i think when i see him he just when i see him in interviews and i see him on grid walks and stuff like that he just reminds me so much of the boys i grew up with you know he's such an aussie especially when i saw him doing a shoey on the podium once I was just like, you know what? You can take the boy out of Perth. But, uh. <laughs> I also saw him the other day sort of basically delivering a wrestling move to Yuki Tsunoda off the side of a boat. You saw that? Into the water. <laughs> but, I saw that but too. Also, the, the context of that is Yuki had told Daniel that he was scared of the water. So in true sort of Aussie jock style, just went... Ah, fuck it. Just throw him in. Just, just, just like, throw him yeah, in. Yeah, speared him into the water. Good. <laughs> yeah, just throw them in. Who cares if they can swim, you know? Yeah. But can I, can I just pick up on what you said, Misha, about your friends not 
in being into Formula One, what do they say to you when you try and talk to them about it? What's the reason? What's their like? What's their reference point? They're like, oh, boring. What do they say? Yeah, I think it's it's just a bit of a hard sell with my group of friends. I mean, I do have a couple of friends that are into it, but I think you kind of want to really engage enthusiastically and you want to talk about like, oh, you know, this person got fifth and it's a really big deal. And people just kind of are like, oh, cars going round and round. I don't really understand. I've been trying to sell it to my best friend because he loves uh, Real Housewives. And I'm like, you know what? Drive to Survive has got the drama. It's, drama. You know, it's got, yeah. yeah. I was like, there's some backstabbing. There's some bitchiness. You could get involved with that. It's, it's high camp <laughs> Formula One, isn't it? There's so it much of that sort of thing. I really so think it is. Yeah. Exactly. So I've been trying to sell it to them, but they'll kind of engage with me a little bit. But I think unless you are sort of engaged, it's quite a hard sell. You've got to get them on this podcast, though, haven't you? You've got to get them to listen, get them to talk to us. They'll well, get into it. it baffles well, me. you should you should be seeing my, uh, my group chat. Uh, when I told them that I was going to be on this podcast. I think now you guys have validated me. I think now they'll take me seriously as a fan. So I'm going to have to get them all listening. Well, I, I always think this about sport and I always say this sort of to the point where I bore myself sometimes where like sport, it, you, it's there's something in it for everybody and it's you don't everyone. need to love it in the exact same way that everyone else loves it. And it's just, if you hear someone that's like you, there were people like you, Misha, who have just dived into the sport and it sort of validates it and you go, oh, right, so you can jump into it now. I think that's the other thing mm. is that I was, was always put off by football because I sort of missed the boat a little bit. And I was a bit late to it. And I thought, oh, well, it's too late now because all my friends know everything and I know nothing. But it's, it's not like that. It's never too late. It's never too late, it's is never it? It's never too late. Do you know what's really good as well is, so we watch in the UK, we watch F1 on Sky. Other countries watch it on F1's own little TV thing called F1 TV. But because we can't, in this country, F1 TV is really cheap. You can get it for like a pound fifty, two pound a month. And it's got like highlights of all the old races. And it's just there. So you can click on the 1978 Brazilian Grand Prix. Yeah. And so many of these new fans are going back nice. and getting into it nowadays and going, oh, but they've mentioned this particular race in the commentary, 2011. And they go and find it. And I just love that, that it's all just there now. So you can, if you want to, just go back and catch up. It's brilliant. Misha, are you into any, any other sports? No, not really. I think this is my this was my first introduction into sport in general. And I must say, it's just so nice to be invested in something. I think I've always kind of watched my friends, especially my husband, who's really into football, and see him get really animated and shouting. And I'm always a bit like, oh, that seems nice, but uh, I just don't care. Whereas I think watching it when you actually are really invested and you actually care, like when Magnussen got pole last year on the Sprint yes. Brazil, I was so elated. Like I was so excited. I put it on my Instagram. And uh, oh. I think that's when you understand those like underdog stories and you actually are invested like that. It just, I can totally see why people are addicted to sport. I can totally see why people are lifelong fans. But what's brilliant is F1 doesn't let you down like football does. So I'm a big Leicester City fan. Yeah, but it's bad times for you at the moment, isn't it? Well, they have been fucking awful this year. Absolutely (laughs) terrible. They're a disgrace to the football club. But F1, I'm just a fan of the sport. And it just doesn't let me down like football does. It's just lovely. It's yeah, just but like- I guess if you were a fan of an individual team and it was just that, so for example, if you were a McLaren But fan. I never have been. I do yeah. like McLaren. I do like Williams, but I just love the sport. And it sounds like you're really similar, Misha, that I love the sport. I love just watching totally. the sport. So it doesn't let me down on a Sunday because there's always something nice. But I also think as well, it's just so much can change with F1, you know? Like it's not just sitting there watching something. It's like you blink and... 
eight cars have been knocked out and you're like, oh my God, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. such high stakes. So Misha, while we got you just quickly, what do you, tell us about you. What do you do? And where, where are you? And you're not in Perth, are you at the minute? No. So I grew up in Perth, but I'm now based in London and I'm just about to finish my psychology degree. I've got my last exam next week. Oh man. How's it gone? Good, I think. I hope. I'm looking forward to it being over, though. Misha, you could uh, you could go into sports psychology and work in. F1. No, I was just thinking. I feel like wouldn't that be the dream <laughs> yes, job to be a Formula One psych? But also, I can totally see why someone with your interest, Misha, would like F1 because there's so much to get into with the psychology mm. side of things. That's like, exactly so right. I just think into. the background and the people and the, and I think that's I'm I'm way more invested. I love the sport, but it's the the personal side behind it as well that I find so intriguing. Misha, we've loved having you on. Please come and talk to us again, won't you? Come back on because honestly, you've been such a pleasure to talk to. Guys, anytime you want me, please. Very happy. Thanks so much. Thank Misha, you. thanks so much and good luck with your final exams. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye, Misha. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love talking to Misha. She's great. She is brilliant. Absolutely amazing. All right, let's roll on with the F1 phone-in. And next on the line is Lauren, I believe. Lauren, uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Oh, Lauren is there. Lauren, hello, welcome. Hello, Greg. Hello. You're live with the Fast and the Curious gang. Hey, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Lauren is wearing a jazzy top and I'm a big fan, Lauren. That is bright and jazzy. That's me all over. Oh, <laughs> love that, Lauren. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. What do you want to say? What have you got for us? Just... I love Formula One. I love everything about it. And because of my love of it, I heard about the race maker program at Silverstone and it was a no-brainer that I applied. Got to take you back here. What's the race maker program? Explain what this is. So these are volunteers. There are about 450 volunteers at all the big events that are held at Silverstone. We are the customer-facing people who help people wanting to know where first aid is, where the grandstands are, simple things like where the loos are. You know, how (laughs) do I get... Oh, where the loos are. I thought you said (laughs) where the losers. That was incredibly harsh, right? Where the loos are, yeah. Yeah, and most of the time it's like, if you look behind you, there's a great big sign. (laughs) (laughs) So you help us all get through Silverstone. You guys are the heroes. It wouldn't happen without you. Well, they do say that, but I think it would happen, but I think it will be a lot harder. Lauren, what do you love the most about F1? What is it that really, like, captivates you? Probably the competition, because you can have somebody leading the, the championship and then they can have two or three bad races and it can be really simple things and it can be all turned on their head. Murray Walker, the F1 commentator, the legend, used to say anything could happen in Formula One, and it usually it does. does. It it's does. my yeah. favourite. It's my favourite <laughs> phrase because it's so true. You can be sat there thinking this is a bit dull, and within seconds, it's all changed. We're yeah, all... I mean, all you need is a safety car or somebody hitting a wall oh. or somebody spinning off, and it can all change. Lauren, you mentioned Ferrari. We were talking about how sexy Ferrari is earlier yeah. and why it's the it's the coolest team. Might not be the best team at the moment, but it's the coolest team. What drew you to Ferrari in the first place? Was there a driver that you remember going, oh, yeah, that's, that's my guy? Well, <laughs> OK, it's probably somebody, Christian, you might know, Jody Schechter. I'm aware of Jody Schechter, legendary okay, world champion. So Jody Schechter was South African, hence my accent. I'm South African. And he won an F1 championship in Ferrari. 
Wow. And he was racing at the circuit at Carl Army in South Africa. And that's how I got into it. Yeah, a proper old school oh, circuit as well. School, yeah. Oh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this line. You are a proper old school F1 fan with a great Jody Schechter, the old Ferrari. Love it. People like me and Lauren have been banging on about F1 for years. And now we've got loads of new people to bang on about yep. F1. So that's brilliant. Lauren, listen. Love talking to you. Thank you for being a race maker and enjoy Silverstone, won't you? Thank you. For less than 50 days to go. 50 days to go. <laughs> 50 She's days on the countdown. Go. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to be there, Lauren. We'll see you there. Oh, please come in. We all, I always hang out at Beckett's. Okay. I'm team, I'm team leader, customer service at Beckett's. Come and see us. We've got the best grandstand. Lauren, we'll see you at Beckett's. See you at Beckett's, Lauren. <laughs> Bye, Lauren. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Lauren was a lot of fun. You could have a fun night out with Lauren, I reckon. It's getting spicy, this phone-in. It's getting spicy. <laughs> I think we've got time for one more. One more. And then Ooh. I've got one more surprise for you both. No, you don't. <laughs> for you. Yeah. Full of surprises today. Final caller for now is someone called Robin Williams. And, uh, <laughs> I love oh, the name. It's not the... <laughs> Robin! Hi! Welcome to the Fast and the Curious and welcome to the Legacy Garden. You're on the phone-in. How can we help? So... We have planned a Hindu for Silverstone. <gasps> yes, Robin. Uh, we are obsessed. So excited. We've got lots planned. Bear in mind, you're going to be on a podcast that people actually listen to. Does the bride know everything here? Uh, no. Oh. No. But oh. I have had confirmation from the fiancé of said bride that she will not listen. He'll try and, like listen to it in the car when he's on the way to work so because they kind of listen to it together so i've had confirmation from him okay well this is risky but we can't be held responsible for any surprise spoiling that's that disclaimer's got to go on you've got to make sure that the fiance does not let her listen to this episode okay yes and i have had sworn secrecy from him i do trust him so hopefully go on tell us the details what have you got planned what's the itinerary we are gonna dress up as pit crew Oh, okay. yes. brilliant. <laughs> We've got the whole, like, attire. We've got overalls. I couldn't find pink ones, so we've actually dyed them pink, and then she's <laughs> going to be wearing a white one. That is amazing. Oh, I've got it right here if I could show you. We got her a helmet. That's <gasps> like a disco ball helmet. Oh, show And me. we've bejazzled it. Oh, oh my God, that is amazing. So for those that obviously can't see, it is silver glitter disco balls on a helmet with bride written in sparkly white letters. It's, it's got the, um, what's the thing called at the back of a, of a wedding dress? My mind's got Oh, it's like, a veil. It's got a veil. It's got a veil it's on a veil. it. It's got pearls attached to the chin strap. This is incredible. Love I mean, this. we tried. We did try. So, um, so that that's what we've got her dressed up in. Um, I've actually got my dad on the case as well. He's he was giddy at the thoughts of trying to build her her own uh, F one car that we're going to try and take round with us. We've got kind of like blow up tires, you know those rubber ring dinghies. Yeah. That in the pool, we're going to take them with us so we can kind of do some you know tire changes on the go. Um, right. <laughs> and all the rest of it. Um, we've also we've designed like a, a Hindu logo. Uh, which we've put on a flag. We're hoping this can be seen across. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, gu- I'm guessing the bride, Robin, is therefore a massive F1 fan if she's having an F1-themed hen. Absolutely. I mean, if she could trade her 
fiance for anybody, it would probably be Charles Leclerc. Yeah, I fully understand. You were going to say that. For yeah. his piano playing. Will you just be walking around? Have you got seats? What's the crack? We're staying in the local campsite, the one with, because it's like a whole festival, isn't it? We actually went last yeah. year. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's so good. And um, what a better place to have a Hindu, to be honest. So we're staying, <laughs> staying in the um, the campsite local. So it's going to be like quite festively. Um, and then, yeah, we've got grandson tickets, actually. We were quite lucky to get Ooh. those and in um, the Cops Corner. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Hey, so actually, this is a good opportunity to say that that's where we're going to be. The Fast and the Curious is going to be at Cops Corner in the fan zone doing a Doctor. little bit at some point. Well, the bride is a huge Greg James fan. I mean, aren't we all? But aren't we all? I just <laughs> love to meet you all, like all of us would, and it would be incredible if we could. Yeah, um, hang out. And yeah. we're there. Easy. Absolutely. Yes. Sold. Robin, oh we... We will try and find you at Silverstone and get you on the podcast. We would. Uh, I can't think of a better thing to do than find a Hindu. Find the Hindu at Silverstone, enjoying Silverstone oh, would be incredible. That's sold, absolutely sold. Yeah, it's it's. Oh, perfect. that's amazing. So my next question is: What I do want to ask uh, a question, kind of need some help with, really, is um, drinking games. I'd like to have them all centered around F1 because everything that we've done is very racing focused so i don't want the willy straws you know we're not going that kind of vibe. no it's a classy affair yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah sure as, as much as we can go so um yeah i'm thinking that like the primary school teacher in me wants to do an obstacle course you know i'm getting ready for like sports day at the moment in school so that's what i'm thinking but i don't know i need some help right well what? i've got i've got one for the across the weekend right you're watching okay. from friday practice through to qualifying you've got a downy drink if ever there's a yellow flag Okay, yeah. So yes. that's just got to happen. Take a shot if there's a red flag. It's got to be worse if there's a red flag, uh, yeah, surely. It's got to be worse, worse than take a shot. If you're downing yeah. your drink on a yellow flag... Yeah, oh, okay. my gosh. A red we've, flag, you've got to get a new round in. We've got um, this thing. We've, we've named it the Chug It. It's, it's basically a funnel. It's like a... Like a beer bong thing. Well, that has to be done in the event of a red flag, I would I would say, at the very least. Okay, okay, I at, like it. At the very least. You now, could do, like, F1 bingo, couldn't you? You could have an F1 bingo card. So every time something happens, if, yes. if it's on your bingo card, you drink. F1 Christian... bingo's a great idea, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, every time there's an overtake, you do a shot. But if it's a properly dramatic race, you'll be battered by lap 38. We can enlist help here. The listeners can help. The listeners can help. So email fastandcurious at acast.com. And we're on Instagram and TikTok, fastcuriouspod. We need your help here, gang. We need F1-related drinking game for Robin's Hendu. Robin, listen to the next episode. We will pick this back up. Our listeners will... I know they will yeah. fly into action we're, here. We're I just get know they a will. A lot of ideas. Yeah, that she would love that. It would be incredible. It, honestly, it'll top it off. And we'll see you in the fan zone. That'd be really fun, yes. won't it? Please, Robin. We'll see you at Silverstone. Thank you for coming on. What a pleasure to talk to you. F one hen party. What a brilliant idea. <laughs> Amazing. Bye, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bye. Robin. Bye. Bye. Oh, as if it couldn't get any better for a gay man presenting an F1 podcast other than the fact we're going to a Hindu. Amazing. That is incredible. That Perfect. Is incredible. And they put in 100% effort as well. Helmets, flags. And different helmets to what you usually find on a, on a Hindu as well. She didn't want the penis straws. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like that one. Thanks, Greg. I like that, that one. That was clever. That's a great one. That is a great one. I'd love to finish the podcast there, but there's something else to do. He's getting something ready on his laptop yeah, here. I'm feeling apprehensive. When, when he's planning things, it does make me feel like a bit... I, I, yeah. I get quite excited 
nervous. It's good. Like, I tell you what it feels like when you're getting ready for the five lights to go out when you're planning things. It's like, I'm nervous, but I normally like it. I've been very busy behind the scenes. And um, Christian, can you remind us what trip you've just come back off? <laughs> as, as if I need our poor where, listeners of energy. Just, where was it again? It was Miami, but I don't like to mention I went to Miami. Right, 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 right. right our listeners right. are fed up of me banging on about it. Um, what did you do while you were there? Well, I was I was working in inverted commas. I was pit lane reporting. Yeah. Uh, Aside from the actual pit lane reporting, what else did you do when you were there? You did I mean, something quite cool, didn't you? Yeah, you did a really cool thing. Are you in on this as well? Well, I've just remembered what it is, yeah. I did get told a few days I've ago. I've not been... Have I been told? Right, okay. So I now realise I'm the only one that doesn't know this. Yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> okay. I interviewed drivers. Mm-hmm. You did something. Did you, 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 really you, were, you, were, you went sort of... Uh, you drove yourself to the race circuit, didn't you? Yes, I had a high car and drove in America for the first time, how, which made me nervous. How fast did you go in your car? Top speed? In I drove maximum of I would say 60 miles per hour how because fast did you go in a car that someone else drove well Bruno Senna drove me in a Formula 1 car that went about uh, in a McLaren car I should mm. say on a hot lap of the Miami Grand Prix circuit that went about 170 miles per hour I was really annoyed that um, that wasn't recorded <laughs> I think it I, was, I was recorded I was annoyed that you didn't tell me it was recorded <laughs> <laughs> to be more specific <laughs> I think I know where this is going How is this this bad to watch? (laughs) Your face, it's a permanent smile. Oh, it was brilliant. This is is quite literally your element. I don't... I'm so cringe. I don't know why I'm hating (laughs) watching myself having a good time back so much. (laughs) The heat haze looks like actual water. (laughs) God's sake. There you go. Well, there you go. That was my... Heart lap experience. I don't understand why watching myself having a good time was so horrific, but... Well, thanks for that. I knew that existed somewhere, but I presumed I was going to have to chase it up, as you said, Greg, like when you do something. And you bastards have found James. it. Greg James, everybody. Well done, Greg James. Yeah. I've said that before. There you go. What did it feel like? The lap felt amazing. Like, imagine... You know when you're, like, stood up and someone just pushes you in the back and you fly forward? It's like that being an engine. It, like, <laughs> pushes you. And the movement, as I cringingly said there, the movement in the tyres as it's going... Stunning. The tyres aren't very happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it think it's, it I was think. amazing, but I don't know why watching myself back having such a good time was a slightly cringe thing. But well, it, no, it was not cringe at all. It was incredible. We'll get that video up on the Fast and the Curious social media. And but genuinely, it was, I know it was a bit nasty to just to surprise <laughs> you with it, but it was so joyful. When I watched it, I was, I was beaming and laughing. Um, because it was just such a lovely thing to watch. Uh, well, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I I'm not normally one of these people that hates watching myself or hearing myself. I can normally live with that, but that that was horrendous. Well, no, it's, it's, it, was, it was because he was in his element, though, mm. isn't it? Like, also, you were genuinely pig in shit. Oh, great. So, so delicately <laughs> Cheers. put. Cheers, Bessie. Lovely. But also, uh, speaking of pig, uh, you are strapped in so tightly. It's not a flattering angle for me there, is it? Good Lord. <laughs> 
And with that, we draw to a close the F1 phone-in. And thank you to all our callers. We've loved chatting to you. Thank you for sending emails and uh, and passing the podcast on to your friends. We are having an absolute ball. We are. And it continues, even without any actual racing. Even without any actual racing, we just have a chat to some listeners and watch me be an idiot in a car. Love it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Greg, thank you so much for hosting us in your garden. Yes, thanks, Greg. Thanks for the gin. Should we do it again? Yes, it's been great. It's been lovely. Especially in the summer. Great studio out here. That's good, lovely. Acoustics are great. Also, thanks so much for the gin. Oh, you're welcome. It went down a treat. It went down very well. So we'll be back before Monaco with a chat with McLaren boss, Zach Brown. Looking forward to it. Speak to you then. Bye.